Uh, well, we have, we've had a great uh, month or two of services. Last month, last week we had a, we had a really a great time with the Lord. Just uh, I know many commented how God touched them, and uh, just the Holy Spirit moving in our midst. And we're just continuing that that topic. We're talking about the Holy Spirit here today, and it'll be on the screen in just a moment. Um, but you know, I realize that. This weekend, right now, today, actually within a few days, I have several different special days on my calendar. Uh, this, you know, tomorrow is actually my marriage anniversary. Uh, around this time is also, thank you, it's, it's also my anniversary of taking over a full gospel assembly in Isop Terrace, and which is why sometimes you see me zip out of here, because I, sometimes I'm preaching in both places the same day. And uh, it's also... These last few days, it's the anniversary of my last uh, surgery on my leg. So all three of those things are eventful occurrences that happen right around these few days. And some of you um, have heard the story, um, and I'm going to just talk about one. Today we're talking about the Holy Spirit, but I specifically want to talk about the Holy Spirit and health. Some of you know a few weeks ago, my dad mentioned how 10 years ago, uh, I was diagnosed, had a, a cancerous tumor in my leg, and so it was very serious. And so I had, it was over a period of about a year and a half, I was on and off of crutches. Um, first, I had two arthroscopic surgeries, and then a third surgery, which required 57 staples. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't too pleasant. Um, so it was, re- and then I went for seven weeks of treatment after that radiation treatment. So it was quite an ordeal at that time in my life. So I just want to take a minute and talk about it because it does tie into what I'm speaking about in regard to the Holy Spirit and health. Um, but actually, it, my story actually goes back seven or eight years before that. Most people have no idea, but I actually had pain in my leg almost basically every day of my life for like seven or eight years prior. And probably only a few of you know it, um, so I would play sports, do everything active, and I ran fast, and so no one would even think that I had pain, except some of my friends who realized once in a while I would just give a wince in pain and if I moved the wrong way or did something funny. But I was dealing with pain for several years before that, even that diagnosis, and almost every day I would pray for the Lord to help me and heal me of that pain. When we have different altar services and people went up for prayer, in many places, I was here at this church or other churches, I would go up and ask for prayer so that my leg would be healed. Now that was seven or eight years before I was diagnosed with having a cancerous tumor in my leg. So um, it was quite an interesting you know, period of time in my life. And even with that whole thing in my leg, because of the fluid in my leg, I could actually tell you about an hour before it was going to rain. I had quite a talent. I was better than all these weathermen on TV. I remember one time even arguing with a friend of mine. I said, hey, it's going to rain. He's like, it's not going to rain. Look at it. It looks beautiful. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's going to rain. The knee knows. And sure enough, within the hour, it started to rain. And some of you, you deal with arthritis and the barometric pressure. You understand some of that. But I could tell without fail because of the fluid that was in there. Um, So when I was then diagnosed with the tumor in my leg, you know, and I went through the, I had to go through all those things that gave me a very bad outlook. I I remember praying one day and saying, God, I prayed for years that you would heal my leg, and now it seems like things have gotten a lot worse, not better. But it brought me through the whole time when I was going through the different opinions and medical doctors 
when I was making decisions, I kept drawing back on the fact that, Lord, I prayed and believed for healing for all of these years. So I'm believing for something good to happen in the midst of all this and a good outcome. And um, wouldn't you know, of course, even though things did get worse, they did get better. And I don't even really think about that story, that part of my life. It feels like it was a different lifetime ago. The only time I actually think about it is when someone mentioned it. Like my dad mentioned a few weeks ago, it made me remember. I don't have any pain. And if you ask me if it's going to rain, I honestly, I can't tell you anymore. I lost that talent. So if you ask me, I, I got to use the weather app just like you. So it's not a talent that I miss, um, but it was something that I experienced. So it was a really amazing time of my life, and uh, time would fail to give all the details. Some of you know more of the details of that time period in my life, of how God really worked and took something that could have been serious and deadly and critical and really turned it around and... Uh, you know, we're just the great testimony that God gave in my life. Well, the foundational understanding of our faith is, you know, about who God is. And God is a healer. He's healer. He desires good for people and not bad. He desires us to be healthy spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and Physically, um, we, we're not going to live forever in these earthly bodies. You know, sometimes these bodies are wearing down. I say I don't have any pain anymore except for the, that associated with getting older. And you all know that, you know, these bodies are not intended to live forever. Eventually, we all die, and that's how it is in this life. Um, we eventually all pass into eternity. But everything we learn from Scripture is that God cares about not just our spiritual well-being, which, of course, he cares about our spiritual well-being for all of eternity, but he cares about our physical well-being. While we're on this earth, he cares about our physical bodies and our physical well-being. This is what Scripture says in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. He said, I am the Lord who heals you. This is one of the places in Scripture where the Lord makes a first-hand declaration about himself. And some of you have know the different names of God. This is Jehovah Rapha, as you would say it from the Hebrew text. Jehovah Rapha means the Lord who heals. And there are different times in scriptures where we find a compound name of the Lord being used. And very often, it's, it's during a time a person has an experience, a revelation of the character and nature of God. But this, in this instance in scripture, it's a firsthand declaration by the Lord of who He is, by His character, by His nature. He is the God who heals. That's part of who He is. So when we think about God and we understand, just have this picture in our mind about God, we need to understand that by His nature, He's a God who heals. So that's a great understanding of God. And so when we think about that, when we understand it, we're going to pray different. We're going to believe different. We're going to have a different outlook on our lives in the course of our lives. And we don't always understand why different situations happen and why things happen this way or that way. But through it all, we could understand that God is a healer. Amen? So many of the places in Scripture that talk about God as healer, I'll give you just one more. Psalms 103 it says, praise the Lord who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. So, so many places in Scripture just testifies that He is the God who heals. It's by His nature to do good 
and to bring healing into our lives. So what is the cause of sickness in this world? There's sicknesses, there's diseases, there's disabilities. So uh, understanding what causes these things, there's actually you know, different sources for, and different causes for them. Um, and some things are from natural causes, which science helps us to understand the different natural causes associated with sickness and diseases. And since there are natural causes, there are also natural solutions that we need to apply to our lives. Um, things like eating right, getting proper rest, getting exercise, reducing or relieving stress that we face. All of those are natural ways to deal with sickness and disease in our lives. And we could come to God with all and every of our physical issues that we have, but we also need to take the right steps naturally in our lives. It is always about God working and then our human responsibility if we want well-being and good health in every aspect of our life. So we can pray but then we also need to take our level of responsibility. Um, we need to make the right choices. Get around the right people who can help us make the right choices. You know, I have some friends, when I'm with them, I always seem to eat ice cream. And when I'm with others, it seems like broccoli and lettuce is always on the menu. Well, it sure is a whole lot more fun to eat ice cream, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Um, but we need to get around the right people who can help us make healthy choices in every aspect of of our lives, and that's a big part of it. It's about having discipline and, and having the right people around us, choosing to take the stairs instead of the elevator at times, choosing to wipe the dust off that exercise bike at home. These are choices that we have to make, but they're, they're natural um, solutions for, uh, for causes of physical ailments in our lives. So um, I have to remind us that that's important. Just as much as anything else I'm about to talk about spiritually, Taking those right steps physically is going to help do a lot of good in our lives. So that's first. We have our responsibility for the natural solutions. But then we also have something else in life. Just as there are natural seen causes that science can explain, there are also unseen spiritual relationship with our health, with our health and choices that we make spiritually and then the impact that it makes in our physical bodies. Spiritual choices. If we go back to Exodus where I just read, I'll read you the rest of that verse there. It says, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in His eyes, if you pay attention to His commands and keep all His decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Do you see that? He declares he is the Lord that heals, but he was also instructing the people to obey his commands. He was saying, if you obey my commands, these diseases won't come upon you. So there's nothing about natural you know, science there. That sounds just like a spiritual relationship regarding obedience to the commands of God. There is a spiritual relationship that is not seen that's connected to our health. Um, so I understand from this and other places of Scripture that sin can make you sick. You, know, you can get sick without sin causing it, but it just makes it clear here in other places 
that sin can be a cause for sickness in our lives. We are connected. We have our, our spiritual life, our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health. We're complex beings. And one thing can impact the other. You know, you could have stress, wear, something wearing out on your mind and you can't stop thinking about it and suddenly you're not getting the right rest and it's impacting your body. You know, all these things play on one another. And we can get into this cycle where one aspect is really impacting another aspect of our health in life. So your spiritual health can impact your physical health. So let's remember that. Um, but you can get sick naturally without specifically having sin cause it. So I want to be very clear about that before I go into other places of Scripture, because sin can be a cause, but there's also natural causes, and there's other, other reasons that sometimes are quite complex. We look in Scripture and we find Job, who was stricken with ailments, wasn't he? He, was, he had a lot of hardships, a lot of physical problems, and his friends accused him of sinning, and he was innocent. So we have to be careful that we're not making false assumptions or accusations on people of why they have different ailments in their lives. They might not have done anything spiritually wrong, but they have an affliction that's coming to them. In the case of Job, he was being tested. And we see a dialogue between God and Satan about what was going on in Job's life. So it's an important lesson for us to learn there. Um, we learn about Elisha, the great prophet, who God used. His Holy Spirit was upon him in such a mighty way that God worked on him, worked through him, and performed so many amazing miracles. But yet, he then, at the end of his life, got sick and died. Well, right after that, there was a situation, and they took a, a man who died, and they had to quickly move the body because of a situation, and they threw his body into the grave of Elisha, and when he touched the bones of Elisha, the man came back to life. Could you explain that one to me? There was so much power of God in the prophet Elisha that he raised a man from the dead while he was dead. Does that make any sense? Elisha died, but the other man after him was raised from the dead. You know, we can't explain all of these things, um, you know, how God works, but we see that sometimes these situations are not just cut and dry. You can't say, oh, that person is sick. The cause must have been sin. They must be doing something. It's not necessarily true. You have to understand that there are many different causes for sickness in people's lives. Uh, John, John chapter 9 we see a situation here. He said uh, Jesus was there. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened to him that the works of God might be displayed in him. So even this question came to Jesus when they were upon a situation and Jesus healed the man, and he said it was for God's glory that he received a healing in life. So uh, there, are, there can be different causes. There can be natural causes or spiritual causes for sickness that happens in our lives. I know sometimes we go to the doctor and we think, oh, do I have this virus? Do I have this disease? And the doctor sometimes says, you are stressed out. You need to relax a little bit. One thing plays on another in our lives. So there can be many different causes. 
but there is a spiritual significance between our health and our spiritual life. If we are living a spiritual life that God wants us to have, then we can believe for God to help us in the area of health. If we are going against God's word, you know, it can cause a negative impact to our health. I think about a passage such as Isaiah chapter 58, where the people have strayed away from the, the ways of God, and he's telling them to change. They say, Lord, we're praying, but you're not listening. And God responds by saying, you need to change your behavior. You need to start doing the right things, treating people right instead of treating them wrong. Instead of taking from them, give to them. Instead of hurting them, help them, etc., etc. And he said, this will be the result. Your healing will quickly appear. He associated the way that they were behaving and treating others and not obeying his commands as connected to their physical health. That he, they would have a breakthrough with their physical health when they put the right things into practice. They were looking for a spiritual solution. Well, they needed to do this, the right spiritual things. And God would help them. Uh, in John chapter 5, we see another relationship between sin and um, spiritual things. Jesus heals a man, and then after he heals him, he, he finds him again, and he says this, See, you are well again. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. Again, an indication that there's a connection between our health, our physical health, and our spiritual choices that we are making. Uh, there's other scriptures that we read and we talk about quite frequently. Like we always say communion here in our church at least once a month. We, we serve communion. We read a passage that's found in 1 Corinthians. In part of that passage, we, we, we teach how we take communion seriously. Because if we're doing it with the honest heart of following the Lord, well, it should be a significant spiritual moment. But if we're not, we read here in 1 Corinthians 11, it says, those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. So again, it talks about this connection between our sin and our you know, physical well-being. And I'll give you one final place, and it's somewhere where I read last week. And that was found in the book of James. And again, we find a connection. I emphasize the first part in verse 14 where it says, to, If anyone's sick, call to the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And that was my primary focus last Sunday's sermon. Um, and if you, didn't, if you didn't, weren't here, you might want to go back and watch it on live stream. Verse 15 and 16 says, The prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So it's talking about sickness. It's talking about prayer. It's also talking about confessing our sin. Confess your sins so that you may be healed. Healed. So we see there is a connection. Again, time and time again throughout Scripture, and you might be able to find more places in Scripture where it talks about this relationship. But our spiritual well being makes an impact on our physical well being as well. Uh, so we want to really apply this to our lives 
that we will do things God's way in our lives. Um, if we're doing things God's way, then you know, we can feel good about the result. So a lot of these things were the negative aspect of sin causing sickness. But on the flip side, what I had previously read, that if you obey the Lord's commands, then you could feel good that God is going to bring healing to your life. We should, be feel, we should feel confident if we're following the Lord and we're praying. We should feel good that, yes, the Lord is going to respond to my prayers. The Lord is going to help me. He is the healer. So if we're the church and we're following Christ, then we should be healthy people. Or we should trust God to help us in our struggles. You know, even medical science produces statistical research about people who are spiritual and their health. I found an article um, a few years back, it's still up on WebMD, and it said spirituality may help people live longer. And this was the statistical research that they found. They said that people who attend religious services at least once a week were 46% less likely to die in a given period of time than people who attend services less often. And then it goes on. When we controlled for such things as age, race, how sick they were, and other health and social factors, there was still a 28% reduction in mortality. That's medical science doing research. Did you understand that? So if you come to church regularly, it says you have a 28% reduction in mortality. I'll see you in church next Sunday. Well, don't you think? Yeah, you better get on the phone and tell somebody about this. You know, um, it's what incentive... Even just from a medical perspective, to attend and be involved in church on a regular basis. It's quite amazing, the findings there. And it goes on to figure out, like, they try to figure out, well, why are these different benefits? And they point to a few things that they could find from natural reasons. Is it because of a, a good social network that people form? Because they lead to less risky behavior that you're involved in if you're following um, you know, the principles you're learning? Um, you're, you're learning how to cope and deal with stress and anxiety and life situations. So those are different, those are different ways that uh, attending church be part of uh, something spiritually can help us. So that's the medical research, and we see that there is the unseen spiritual element, as we read in Scripture, that maybe they can't even put into words and understand this. But a 28% difference... That is quite significant. I think the scripture is telling the truth, don't you? Amen? So our emphasis today and at, over this month has been on the Holy Spirit. So obviously if we're talking about our spiritual life and sin, you know, those are the, you know, we want to make sure that we are obeying God's word. We're being sensitive to obeying the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And if so, we could feel good of the good things God is going to do. But in the book of Acts, we see the Holy Spirit moving in the ministry of the apostles and empowering them to do many mighty miracles, and many of which were healing. And it was through the power of the Holy Spirit that people were being touched and their ailments were changing. Some were lame and they were walking. Some were sick and they rose up. So there were all different stories in the book of Acts, of course, throughout the Gospels with Jesus, but then the book of Acts with the apostles. Um, so we could look at all those different places in the book of Acts of how the early church was operating under the power of the Holy Spirit. I just want to take us to just two quick places here this morning. And we know that two of the key figures in the book of Acts that were 
you know, ministering to people and that we saw miracles and healings taking place, two of them were the Apostle Peter and the Apostle Paul. God worked in them through many amazing ways, sometimes by preaching and laying on hands, but sometimes even in other unusual fashion. Look what it says in Acts chapter 5. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Well, we have emphasized the laying on of hands as the Holy Spirit is in us. Scripture teaches us to lay hands and pray, and it's just something about that connection of how God often works through the whole ministering of the Holy Spirit. And we talked last week about the anointing of oil as described in the book of James and seen other places in Scripture that we anoint as a representation of the Holy Spirit. We pray as an emphasis and as just that physical, tangible touch reminding us that it's the power of the Holy Spirit that's doing the work. It's not by any physical power. But here, we don't see Peter laying hands. We don't see him anointing with oil. We don't see any of those things. He is just walking in proximity to some of these people who are coming out there on the streets in need of help, in need of healing. And just because they were in proximity to him, the power of God was touching them and they were healed. I mean, that says something about the anointing of the Spirit of God operating in the life of the Apostle Peter. When the power of God is so strong in you that someone just needs to be close to you and they can be touched by the power of God, that is quite amazing. And it should give us more of a hunger to spend time with God, have more of God's presence in our lives that God would work through us in that way. Amen? There's another unusual portion of Scripture that we find that the Holy Spirit was so strong upon the Apostle Paul. We see many amazing things happening through his ministry. And this is what it says in Acts 19. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick, and their illnesses were cured, and the evil spirits left them. And that's another example of well, uh, it's a little bit hard to explain and express there, except the power of God, the Holy Spirit was so strong upon the Apostle Paul that even his clothes and the items on him were impacted. Could you imagine that power of God, that presence of God that was available? So we see these unusual things taking place, and I'm not trying to just foster us to try to manipulate unusual things because how many of you know there's a lot of things out there that say, well, I'll, I'll do this thing, I'll do that thing, and some of it, you know, it sounds a little bit weird, you know? So there's all different things out there. Some is genuine, some's a little bit weird, but we see this from Scripture that there are some genuine, unusual experiences, but again, this is what tells me. It's not just about putting your hand on someone. It's not just about putting oil on someone. It's not about saying some fancy words. It's about the power of the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit, you could do everything, this, that, and the other, and nothing is going to work. But if you genuinely have the power of the Holy Spirit operating in someone's life, 
then amazing things can happen. Then the Holy Spirit can manifest and do something supernatural. So that's what we need to be seeking. It's not the method. It's not the formula. I tried to emphasize that last week, that we do obey the instructions of the Scriptures. We lay hands in prayer. We uh, sometimes anoint with oil as representation of the Holy Spirit. But there's no exact formula. Sometimes the apostles were just speaking and things happened. So it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. God can operate however He wants to, but we have to have the Holy Spirit operating inside of us if God is going to manifest His Holy Spirit through us to other people. Well, as much as God used the Apostle Peter and the Apostle Paul um, to perform many miracles in healing of the sick, surprisingly, they don't specifically write a lot about it um, in their epistles to different churches. They are writing about the Holy Spirit. They're writing about a lot of different things. But there's not a lot specifically about healing. We see most of it coming from the book of Acts. But we do see one thing that Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 as he's talking about spiritual gifts. Three times in that chapter, he references about the gifts of healing through the Holy Spirit. So he acknowledges that, whole, that gifts of healing comes by the Holy Spirit. And it talks about how different members of the body God entrusts with different gifts. And last week I referenced just from J- the book of James how it says, call to the elders of the church, they anoint with oil, and they lay hands, and they pray. And I'm saying you know, that could have been the seriousness of the situation. It could have been the functionality of the elders in the church, how God will often use um, those people. And here in the book of Acts, it talks about how each of us have different giftedness in the bodies. And God might use some in the body in a significant way in the gifts of healing. That you will pray for people, that you will, you know, help to provide healing as God will use you to, to minister that in their lives. Now, God can use all of us The scripture teaches over and over that we are to pray for one another. I read that in James. That even it says after call the elders to pray, it said pray one for another. And repeatedly it teaches that we are to pray for one another. So that should never exclude us from believing that our prayers matter. Our prayers always matter. If the Holy Spirit is operating inside of our lives, then we can pray and believe God to help someone and to heal someone. But there might be some even within our body, that God is specifically going to use in your life to help to bring healing to someone's life. And so God's Spirit distributes as He wills, as He desires, but He wants to bring healing through the Holy Spirit. So um, we pray and believe the Holy Spirit to do the work. What do we do if we pray for someone or we've prayed for healing and we believe for God to heal us? And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and nothing supernatural has happened. Well, then you're in good company. You're with me. I prayed for about seven or eight years that God would heal me of my knee pain. And he never seemed to help me heal me supernaturally in that way for my knee. And maybe it was for a, a greater testimony that was happening later, which I, I now have. But whatever the reasons, you know, we take the right steps. We believe that God is going to help us and heal us. And if God doesn't supernaturally heal you and you've been praying and praying, it's okay to see a doctor. I saw a doctor. It's quite okay. And I'm going to believe the Holy Spirit to help lead me and guide me to the right doctors. How many of you know that sometimes there are multiple opinions? And sometimes I go 
I went to see different doctors to hear different perspectives and to use wisdom along the way. So we, and you know, I believe that it's okay. You know, we're, sometimes we're so quick to pop some pills to be the solution to our, our physical problem. But how about we pray first? You know, I believe that if medicine is used properly, it can help us. God can use some natural resources to help us physically. But how about we pray first? Sometimes we're quick to do these other things, but not, we're not as quick to pray and seek God for His help and His healing. God can help us supernaturally. He can help us and heal us. I believe that many times I've gone through things and God has helped me to recover faster than what was normal. Even when I was going through my treatment, sometimes they came in and they said, oh, well, what pain medication are you taking for this and that? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not taking anything. And they, they were kind of shocked because they couldn't believe it. But the only thing I could say there was God was helping me. Even though I went through some, some trials and some suffering on my own, God made it better than what it should have been. Even all of my final diagnosis, I could do everything they said that I wouldn't be able to do, even after operations and treatments. So God made it a whole lot better than what it should have been, even by natural methods. So you understand that? So we pray and we believe for the supernatural hand of God, and God can do it instantly as a church. We believe that. God can do it as a process. We see even in Scripture, Jesus once prayed for a man. He said, what do you see? He said, I see men appearing as trees. He said, okay, let's pray again. So we learn. We pray, and we pray again, and we pray again, and we're persistent in our prayers. We don't give up. So if you need healing in your life, don't give up praying for it. Don't give up believing for it. But then allow God to guide and direct through the power of His Holy Spirit. Sometimes through an immediate healing. Sometimes it's through leading us and guiding us and helping us even through natural methods. So I can't tell you how God is going to work in your specific situation or your life, but I know this. God says, I am the Lord, your healer. If God said it, we can believe for it. Amen? God cares about your well-being. Don't think for a second God doesn't care about your physical well-being. He does care. Amen? Well, we're going to pray today, and uh, maybe you are here, and you, you need a touch in your physical body. Uh, I'm going to invite you to stand as the worship team comes back. and um, We're going to say a prayer together. If you'll stand with me, we're going to pray together. And I'm going to say a general prayer for healing. And then afterwards, we're going to invite the prayer team up, and if you have a specific prayer need in your life, someone here will pray for you. But we're going to pray. Let's all just agree together in prayer. This is the message from God for us today. Will you agree with me that God is the healer and that he could touch our different needs? Even now I'm thinking about a few things even in my own life. I'm I'm asking God to help touch and heal and, and help me with. Maybe there's something in your mind, your heart right now that you could ask God for. Let's agree in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Your word says that you are the God that heals us. And Lord, we want to follow you. Lord, we want to receive all of the, everything that you have for us. Every promise in the book is ours. Lord, we're going to believe you for it. Lord, everything that you can do, who you say that you are, we're going to believe for it. And Lord, all, all across this place, Lord, we've been praying for different needs. Last week we had a great prayer time, but Lord, every week can be different. That's okay, but Lord, we need your power. We need your Holy Spirit. It does not come from the eloquence of our words or a special way of saying a prayer. 
doesn't come from a special method. Even as we're, as I'm speaking and we're praying jointly, Lord, you could begin to touch people all across this room. Lord, you could begin administering healing because it's not about a person. It's about the power of your Holy Spirit. So, Lord, we invite your Holy Spirit to work in a stronger and more significant way in our individual, individual lives, in our families, and in our church. Lord, that you will manifest your Holy Spirit, and, Lord, lives will be transformed. You will give us health. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As the worship team leads us in a song, I think the word healing is going to even be in that song. Is that right? I hope so. If not, we'll just throw it in there. Um, we're, going to invite, <laughs> we're going to invite the word, the prayer team. You go ahead and make your way up. The Bible says laughter is like good medicine. Amen? So sometimes we just need some laughter to help us as well. But our prayer team is going to make their way forward. If you want special prayer, maybe it's for healing in your body like I talked about. Or maybe it's something different that you're just asking God to help you with in your life you'll come forward now, someone will be here and we'll pray with you. The atmosphere is changing now For the Spirit of the Lord is here The evidence is all around The Spirit of the Lord is here.